Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, fangirls and fan guys. We just want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more people. Thanks so much. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Okay, I'm so excited because I loved this movie. We are talking about the new live-action Disney movie, Jungle Cruise. Okay, so here's a little synopsis of the movie. Dr. Lily Houghton enlists the aid of a wisecracking skipper, Frank Wolf, to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. Together, they search for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal a discovery that will change the future of medicine. This is Disney's fourth movie that is based on a attraction at Disneyland. Yeah. So we have Pirates of the Caribbean, which was based off the ride. There was Mm -hmm. not a backstory prior to this, prior to the ride. They created the story to go with the theme of the ride. Yes. Uh, There was Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. Then there was Tomorrowland. And now Jungle Cruise. Yes. So fun. So I went into this movie and I I hate to sound like a total Debbie Downer, but I, you know, read a really bad review on Good Morning America. And I was just like, okay, just go into the mindset that this is more or less just for kids. Yeah. And it was so much more. It was literally like this movie is a movie for all age brackets. It's not just families. I think everybody individually of every age demographic would thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, it definitely had that nostalgic adventure feel that you get from Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. You just like want to go on this adventure with them and you have a blast. Like you do, you do. Super Absolutely. On to casting. We have Dr. Lily Houghton, who's played by Emily Blunt, Frank Wolf, who is played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, McGregor Houghton, who is played by Jack Whitehall, and Aguirre was played by Edgar Ramirez and Prince. Joaquim, they said his name a bunch of different ways, and I honestly don't know how to say it. And he was played by Jesse Plemons. So Jack Whitehall in this movie, oh, I loved him. He was hilarious. Like it just, the kids were cracking up at like everything that he did. It was so funny. He just (laughs) added that just comedic relief. Not to say that Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson are not hilarious together, but he just right. added like this extra element in between them that just, I was in tears laughing at. Side note, do you know who Jesse Plemons is married to? No, who? Kirsten Dunst. Oh, I did recognize him. That is so funny. Yeah. He, he kind of, he stole his scenes, the ones that he was in, like he just played this. He like, really did. He was full method. Full method acting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he played a very uh, impressive He's a good uh, villain. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, not just a good villain, but like I was convinced that, yep, you definitely have German heritage. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was it was super believable. I mean, his accent was great. It was so hilarious when he was like pronouncing his name and like no one could say it right. And like right. no one can say it right. Like he's not even, it was so good. Yeah. He was also, just- if anyone did know his name, he lost his mind. He was like, now they know who I am. Ah. And, you know, just oh, so he yeah. goes he didn't, want, he, he didn't want people to know. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. This is where we talk about spoilers. We're just all spoilers all over the place. We get into the movie. That's what's happening. So if you haven't seen this movie, 
go to the theater, go to Disney Plus, watch this film. You will not be sorry. You will have so much fun. Okay, so from start to finish, this film, it was absolutely fantastic. I feel like Jungle Cruise flawlessly embodied the classic adventure stories from my childhood while bringing modern views, you know, wash away old stigmas from an archaic past. It just, I just loved it. It was such a complete film to me and nothing was left undone. You know, you get all the answers. You get that cathartic ending. I I agree. I don't think there's room for a sequel because they tied it up so nicely. Yeah. Although I wouldn't, I mean, look at pirates. Pirates has all the sequels, but there was so much, they covered so much story and tied it up beautifully. Like I felt very fulfilled at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be things like his life back in London, Frank's life back in London or Mm -hmm. going to, you know, cause he's like 400 years old. Right. Right. But I think he's now living a human life. He's living a human life. So who knows? He might go back to where he grew up and tie up loose ends or, you know, visit the family of Aguirre and be like, look, this is what happened. And and I don't know. Who knows? There's definitely room for a story. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, they figured it out every time (laughs) and made up a new story. I have to say that Emily Blunt was a shining star in this film. She was intelligent and determined and, you know, it was complimented beautifully by her heart and compassion. And from the moment you lay eyes on her, you like, you know, she's going to succeed. Like nobody's mm-hmm. going to stop her. She's going to do this. And I didn't, you know, read some reviews that, oh, she was too good for this film. She shouldn't have been in this. She's too big of a star. And I'm like, what is ever going to make people happy? Like if it was some unknown person, they would have been like, oh, she couldn't carry the weight of this blockbuster Disney film. I'm like, people just be entertained. Just be happy with what you're watching. I loved seeing her in this type of role. I think she loves being a part of the Disney family. She did great as Mary Poppins. So when she got the chance to do something a little more adventurous, she went for it. Yeah. like I was like, sign me up. Another movie my kids can watch. Sounds great. Yes. I mean, she's just, she's so easy to watch and she's just, you know, kind of smart and feisty, but so lovable. Mm -hmm. Like you just love her. I don't know if you caught it, but did you catch the tiny little Easter egg or the nod to Trader Sam's? I don't know what Trader Sam's is. Trader Sam's is a tiki bar at the Disneyland hotel. Wait, what, what part was this in? Um, when they acknowledge, okay. So Trader Sam is the woman like the, I was just like, oh, slight nod to Trader Sam's at down in. So if you go to the end of downtown Disney Mm -hmm. in Disneyland into the Disneyland hotel, you have the pool. It's right next to the pool and it's a whole tiki themed bar and they tied it in beautifully. Yeah. It's that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of our old cast member friends, we used to do, they don't have a happy hour, but it's um, just like if it was ever somebody's last day mm-hmm. in the part, you know, working in our department, we'd be like, see you at Trader Sam's. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so fun. I just love the slight nod to Trader Sam's, like shout out to Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel. Even though Dwayne Johnson's character was kind of presented as a dishonest person, I still trusted him right away. <laughs> Because, you know, it's Dwayne Johnson. I loved them showing the Jungle Cruise and just how, like, the bad jokes. Because that's what they do at Disneyland. They literally do those corny jokes. And it's so funny. And they just did that perfectly. And so you kind of, you get to go on the ride. Feel like you're at Disneyland. And he is so good at that kind of comedy. 
I feel I just, like he almost had to shadow a skipper, like do like a day he of probably shadowing. Did. He probably and did. And th- I can only tell you how difficult it is to become a skipper at Disneyland. It is, is it? a, f- oh, it's a full audition process. Wow. And they used to have like a few years back, they had a battle of like skippers between all the parks. This is hilarious. I mean, between Disneyland, Disney World, Paris, and Shanghai. That's so funny. That's and really cool. they would compete as who were the best skippers based on their jokes and the guest service reviews. And they filmed a whole segment of it for cast members to see and vote for who's your favorite skipper. So who won? The top three came down to like Disneyland and two from Disney World. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember who won, but it, it got intense. That's funny. That scene was just, it was so good. It was good. Like, he didn't skip a beat and just the reactions of people and everything. Because when we went to Disneyland recently, just a few weeks ago, we did the canoes and we didn't get to do Jungle Cruise, but they do the same thing there. Like the people that are kind of steering the canoes yeah. in there. Their jokes are so corny, but it's just so fun. It's good old fashioned fun. Like who doesn't love a corny joke? Right. Um, and then how he calls her pants the whole time and she calls him Skippy. And how, you know, like this, you know, the sexism at the time where it's like women don't wear pants. Women can't talk in front of men and how, you know, and then he's just calling her pants the whole time. I'm like, this is great. That's like something my husband would like call me you know, (laughs) for sure. Okay. So Jack Whitehall's character, McGregor, I loved him. When he was like taking down all of his luggage, like all of the luggage. And he's like, oh, this is my afternoon outfit and and like my tennis rackets and this and that. Um, It was just so funny. And it's really sweet when they were like sitting down to talk like him and Dwayne Mm -hmm. Johnson and, you know, talking about how he like left another marriage proposal and how did they put it? He said, um, my, my interests, interests lie, lie elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah. And then just Dwayne, like lovingly is like, here's to elsewhere, you know, yeah. just, just showing how easy it can be to be accepting and just loving to the LGBTQ community. It's like, it's really not that hard people like, right. Here's to you, you know, exactly. I loved the backstory on how he told, um, was it Frank, why he sticks around Lily. So he's like, you could have left Lily, you know, a long time ago. And it just shows Disney subtly highlighting the importance of being an ally. And then Dwayne or Frank's character also highlighted that as well. He's like to elsewhere. And I was like, what a great example to show to your kids. Yeah. Just being loving about it and accepting someone that you love, who's your family and just been like, well, this is still the same person that I've always known and loved. So that's just how I'm going to treat them. It seems so simple, but it's so huge and it makes the world a difference, you know, exactly elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, their, their sister brother relationship was so good. And she's like walking down and he's like, you can't bring all this luggage. She's like, Oh, it's not mine. She has like the one bag. She has like the weekender bag. And then he's like bringing down all of the stuff. And he's like, Oh, my, my dinner jackets and my, my shoes. And I was like, this is amazing. And also I was like, I want luggage like that. Right. What what happened to having that kind of classy luggage? Now we have these dumb suitcases. It seems so much more 
practical to have a trunk that you could just open and have it organized. Anyway, side note, <laughs> but yeah, he was hilarious. He's, I love his comedic timing, Jack Whitehall. So the twist in the movie that Frank dies and then you get to hear his backstory. His backstory was everything. I was so surprised, but it just, it gave the movie so much more depth. The fact that he built the town. Yes. He built the town. Yes. And he doesn't own the town. He's just like a, I won't, I don't want to say a commoner, but he's just a subtle, small piece of it. Yeah. And it made so much sense because you hear about these conquistadors and they can't leave the river and then somehow they get trapped too far from the river. So he makes this river town and does river cruises. I'm like, oh yeah, totally. That makes sense. But I thought he died. I was like, what are they doing? There's not, I'm like, he can't come back from that. If they make him come back from the dead, that's going to be really unrealistic, but he was already dead. Right. He was impaled and then fell down and hit like no less than like three trees or like it cracked his back. I'm like, this, they can't come back from that. Right. And then there he is. But that's kind of what I love about these nostalgic adventure stories where it just like kind of brought me back to Pirates of the Caribbean. And I fell in love with that movie so hard and The Curse of the Black Pearl. It just had that just that depth of that legend where you feel like this is an old story. Like they did a really good job. And he played a very convincing conquistador. Yes, he He totally did. And those flashbacks, the hair, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I love that it was confirmed. I'm like, I know that he's kind of like a sneak and this kind of stuff and isn't totally honest, but then you get to see the core of who he is, how he, you know, when the conquistadors got fed up and they, they wanted the flower so he could heal his daughter and they just attacked the whole town that, you know, nursed him back to health. And then Frank's character, Francisco was like, no, like let her get away. I mean, he was still cursed, but we see Mm -hmm. at the heart of who he is, that he's a good man. And we're just watching like Lily fall more in love with him with, I mean, how can you not? I mean, he's just so great, but she's like, gets this confirmation of, oh, he's just, he's like next level good guy. Right. And she just accepts him and believes him. I mean, obviously the proof was there. She's, you know, sewing back up his wound and it doesn't bleed. And so, right. You know, she believes him, but for him to finally be, to start sharing his life with someone or kind of be willing to do that, it's really big. I mean, there was just so many moments, so many funny moments and exciting moments but when then he had like, the sword in his or the <laughs> knife and <laughs> you want me to take it nope nope just one pull nope yep. nope put I'm your good, foot sir. up there yeah <laughs> I mean and then it's like there's these heartfelt moments where you're like am I about to cry right like oh that's touching one the rock here. made me feel things <laughs> he's so good at that he has yeah. such good range he I don't does. know if you ever saw that movie the game plan where he's that football player oh, that finds yeah. out he has a daughter. Oh, he won me over in that movie when he was like playing Elvis on the guitar. I'm like, he's, he's such a great singing voice. Not just that, you know, before he got into the WWF, um, before it was a WWE, mm-hmm. he was like a very dedicated uh, football athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He played and then it he had like some football injury and then decided to go to wrestling. His dad was a former wrestler also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So between him, his dad, and now his daughter, um, who just signed a contract with the WWE. 
Oh, wow. Cool. Like there's at least three generations, like their legacy, you know, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. My kids love him as an actor because they love, um, Jumanji. They're like, Oh, "Oh, it's Jumanji guy. (laughs) Like he's here. He's just like, I don't know. He just fits into those roles so well. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he's tough. You can believe he's serious, but he's hilarious. Have you also seen him as like a doting dad to his daughters? Oh yeah. The Instagram oh, oh Instagram videos. I was like, oh, I'm like, right come in the on. No, he's really sweet with his daughters. And I love that his wife's name is Lauren because then he like talks about Lauren. I'm like, <laughs> just wait till like, he's talking about me. But yeah, I digress. We love Dwayne Johnson. I can't wait. I think, well, seeing him as a conquistador. Yeah. Gives me so much excitement. I was like, oh, put him in a historical timepiece. Like could totally period, right? Like yes. something from Spain, so Portugal, something. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, us fangirls, we love, we love our historical fiction. Give us Bridgerton, give us Outlander, give us Dwayne Johnson as a conquistador. Let's make that a movie. Let's, right. Let's see some Please. more of that. Please. I We're mean, putting it out in the universe. Please make this happen. Yeah. And he like, just does not age. No. Yeah. He, that was really fine wine. To see that backstory. Yeah. Totally fine wine. Okay. So what else do I have here? But overall. This film takes you on an adventure through the Amazon. The acting's incredible. It was funny. It was just an overall good movie. You guys got to watch this. CGI was great too. Yeah. And I don't care if there was a lot of it. Like I'm here to be entertained, right? Show me all of that. Like when the, they show that whole kind of city as the water's going down mm-hmm. and then she, <laughs> Lily like hates my daughter, Lily. She hates like kissing scenes. And so every time he had to bring the air to her, Lily would like cover her eyes. I'm like, or she would cover her eyes. Oh. And I was cracking up because <laughs> Lena and I were like, she doesn't care if her eyes at the scary part. She covers her eyes when there's like romance happening. But I just loved them showing that, that ancient city and the water going mm-hmm. down. I'm like, Ooh, Indiana Jones vibes and a lot of CGI. I don't care. I loved it. And the it was tree. done well. Yeah, that beautiful tree. And she's like running over the the branches and just, it was just had this epic quality. Yeah. It's Loved like it. um, with Avatar. I didn't care yes. how much CGI was in Avatar. No. The, the CGI was stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, so, I mean, there's never been a sexier blue guy ever than, right. I mean, give me that all day. Right. But the tree in yes. Jungle Cruise. Yeah. stunning so shout out to the cgi artist who made that tree happen it was gorgeous now do you think we're gonna see like any of these technical things in the oscars for this movie um i hope so i think i hope so too i hope the cgi team gets acknowledged for sure for emily blunt's costume get nominated as you know as <laughs> please nominate the pants yeah <laughs> as a nod to women not wearing pants in that time frame or that yeah. you know time period um, that'd be cool too. Just, you know, as a nod to women's rights. <laughs> but, I loved the costumes mm-hmm. in this. And then she was in that green top and it was just bright and just showed off her complexion so well. She's so gorgeous. And then mm-hmm. at the end when Dwayne Johnson's like in that red, like kind of crushed velvet suit, I'm like, mm. I don't even know how you would go about, like, he has to have a master tailor. He is for sure so like built from head to toe yeah that I like you you can't just say I'm an extra lot or a, a 3xl but like, I'm a Dwayne buff. Johnson make right 
<laughs> it's right? kind of like Henry Cavill in Anola yeah. Holmes. It's like, you're going to, oh, it took a lot of material. Right. To do that. Exactly. You know? So when he was wearing that red suit and I was like, oh, cheers to the tailor. Oh, yeah. They did such a good job. I don't even know how you would sign up, like willingly sign up for that and say, piece of cake. No, it is not a piece of cake. You have your work cut out for you. Getting for sure. Getting measurements, making sure everything fits from head to toe. Oh, geez. But oh. what I loved even more in that moment when at the end, when she's going to teach him how to drive, is that she was wearing a suit. Yes. She was pants till the end. And yes. I love it. She was just herself, you know, and she looked great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. cheers to the costume designer in that movie. Also, Excellent. Did you see, I mean, Disney, very true to form, acknowledged the history of this film. But did you see at the very end, Jack Whitehall's character is rejecting the membership mm-hmm. and all the women who had to sit in the back on the top yeah. row were, were just cheering. cheering. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's a very good homage to where women stood. Yeah. In, it's like, in like history. you can shove it. Yeah. It's so good. It is nice for us as women to see that just acknowledged you know, to get mm-hmm. that validation and then to just see her succeed and win and, you know, having the power, you know, she was trying to get them to accept her and then now she gets to turn them down. Yeah, exactly. You know, very satisfying. And then she has like a hot new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's like 400 years old. She's like, when, what when? Yeah. Made, she made it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely, yeah, she, she came out on top. Yes. So Jungle Cruise, it's a must see. My kids are going to want to watch it over and over. We're probably going to have to, we saw it in the theater, but we're probably going to have to just order it on Disney plus too, so that they can just keep watching it. Cause I want to see it again. Now that you mentioned some of the Easter eggs, I'm like, okay, I need to watch this again. Yeah. Super so do amazing. yourself a solid, go see it in theaters and, or go see it on Disney plus with their premiere access. Yes. Okay. Now it is time for the fangirl spotlight of the week. This week's spotlight of the week goes to Amanda Meek. She's a portrait photographer based in the LAOC area. Since graduating from Cal State Long Beach in 2016, she has honed her skills as a photographer at the happiest place on earth. Amanda has a passion for family photo shoots, friends, and fandoms. You can check out her work and book a session through her website, which we will put in the show notes, or you can find her on Instagram at Mandalorian, and it's spelled M-A-N-D-U-H dot L-O-R-I-A-N. So I've had my family photos done with Amanda. And the fact that she can get a picture of all of my kids smiling at once and just make it look warm and magical, it's amazing. She's so patient and so good at what she does. And she just kind of has like this sort of quiet strength, but she like knows how to direct families, you know? So if you guys are looking for a photographer to do your photo shoots or even like an engagement shoot or graduation, she's excellent. So she's a photographer at Disneyland and she like knows how, I mean, she's working with kids and families all day. She just has that, that eye for the right shot and just patience. And she just makes you feel so relaxed. So you guys really have to check her out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions. So give us a follow on Instagram at the fangirls podcast and Twitter at the underscore fan underscore girls and like our community page on Facebook to join the conversation. See you next next time. time.
We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Disney, Disneyland, or Disney Plus. Just big fans. Really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.